Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our morning service. Good to have you here this morning. If you're visiting with us, a special welcome to you as well. Welcome those on, on Zoom this morning. Good to have folks tuning in with us. We're glad to have Gary Kingsley here this morning with us, and he will come now to read the scripture and to lead us in prayer, if you would, brother. Good morning, everyone. Uh, blessed is the name of the Lord. Uh, full of grace and truth. Um, this morning, the scripture reading is going to be in Psalms 2. It's uh, halfway in the Bible, in page 608 in the Pew Bibles. And again, Psalms 2, 608 is the page. This is the Lord's Word. Why do the heathens rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon the holy hill of Zion. I will declare a decree. The Lord had said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathens for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possessions. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth, serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice. Rejoice with trembling, kiss the son, lest he be angry and he perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little bit. Blessed are all they that put their trust in the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we approach the throne of grace, my Lord, we can only say, Blessed be thy name, for thou art holy and thou art good. We come, Lord. We kiss the Son, the only begotten of this, the Father. His name is Jesus, and it's unto him that we lay our heads before. Lord, be with everyone here today that is in this house, your house. Be with them, Lord, in their trials of suffering and pain. And remind them, Lord, that you are there, always near. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us the tools, Lord, to, to battle in the dark world. You've given us the, uh, the armor of God, the belt of truth, which is Jesus Christ as Lord, and he is the way, the truth, and the life. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the breastplate of his righteousness, we thank you for the helmet of salvation that protects us against the worlds, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that we can take the, the shield of faith and protect us against the arrows and the darts of the devil and the things and lies of this world. And we praise you, Lord, that you've given us this absolute truth that we, we can put on the boots of peace and walk into a world that is lost in, in darkness and give them your truth. 
And we have the word, the sword, your word, Lord. And we thank you for this word. So blessed be your name and blessed be the word that is spoken today in truth. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord bless as you open the word. Thank you, Riel. Well, good morning once again. Uh, my truth. I must confess my spirit was crushed last Sunday when Brother Kerry gave a great message on truth. I was devastated because my sermon was almost completed about what is truth. I was broken. I had a lot of time in it, and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Friends, for me to serve the Lord up here is an honor, and I rejoice to speak of my Savior's love. But most times, it's a struggle to put a message together. I don't have much schooling, and I have a hard time up here. The way my mind thinks, I know what I want to say, but I can't organize the words in my thoughts, put in a sentence or in a paragraph sometimes. But by the grace of God and the guidance of the Spirit, I'm able to overcome in this battle. Once again, after much wrestling whether to keep this sermon or to change my message, I decided his truth matters, and obviously it must be spoken about more. Today I'm listening to the King's voice, and my sermon this morning is, What is Truth? When our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, walked this earth, he told the people, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by me. This passage suggests that Jesus claimed to be the manifestation of truth. And it is only through him that anyone can come into being in a relationship with the creator, creator of all things. Who is Jesus? These are powerful words. Now either Jesus was a crazy man, a liar, or he was the truth, in his I am declaration. What is truth? The, quest, the question was raised over 2,000 years ago, which spoke about a man of God rejected by the Jewish people as their promised Messiah. Beaten and betrayed, he was brought in the judgment hall of the Romans' court before the governor of Pontius Pilate, who found no fault in him. Today, every person in the world is seeking and searching for an answer, what is truth? But sooner or later, man's view of truth will only collide with the absolute truth of God, and a decision will have to be made. What will I do with Jesus. Will you follow the crowd and to find fault in him, or will you make him your king and find refuge in him? A true story. A short while ago, my brother Dan visited us for a week. 
Life passes so fast, it's always a pleasure to spend time with family and siblings. It was a wonderful time of reminiscing about our youth and catching up on the family. We walked and we talked, and yes, I even got him to do some yard work to pay for the food. I always enjoy our long and deep conversations on just about anything without causing a friction. Maybe because we agree about most things. During his stay, he was very grateful with endless compliments and flattery words, way too much for my liking. Once again in our long walks, the Lord provided opportunity to share the gospel of grace and truth. Like always, he listened carefully and was receptive to the word. Oh, I get it. Happy to receive some new truth. My brother even came to church and listened to God's word. I even noticed watery eyes during the hymn. Wow. I thought, the Spirit's really working on him. The morning of his departure, I drove Dan to the airport in Toronto. We got deeper into the gospel at his request with more questions. After two hours in, in the drive, we continued, he continued with his honey of compliments and smooth words. Oh, I'm so happy for you, Gary. It's wonderful that you found your truth. Gary, you're so dedicated and committed to your religion. It's a beautiful thing. I was getting sick of this honey talk. Right then, the Holy Spirit hit me in the back of the head to wake me up and and discern and test the Spirit to see whether it was from God. I said, enough of me, Dan. What do you believe? Well, I believe I'm a Christian. Okay, and who is Jesus to you? Well, he's the Son of God. I said, oh, wow. You know, he's saying all the right words. Do you believe Jesus is Lord, God? No, he, he's a teacher of truth. Okay. Do you believe he died for your sins? No, I'm a good person. Do you believe that he was resurrected from the dead? No, some say that he was drugged and took, it looked like death. I said, what? Do you believe the Bible was the God's, God's word? Uh, some of it, and not all of it. And Danny... I says, how can you call yourself a Christian when you don't believe what the Bible as the inspired word of God? What about Jesus? You don't follow him. Who do you follow? And what do you believe? Oh, it's the things I learn. Personal experience in my life. I take some truth from my Catholic belief. I talk, I take some knowledge from you and some truth from others. Jesus was a great teacher, just like the Buddhas. And I believe some of the Hindu teaching and other beliefs that moved me. And I was out of power not too long ago, and, you know, I really enjoy the native culture. Gary, we're all on a journey searching for truth. What your truth is, is for you and not for everybody else. Plus, We are all going in the same place to what you call God or what I call God. I'm thinking to myself at that time, this is Satan's old lie with a new age deception. 
He's eaten from a buffet of tables of different lies to find truth. At that moment, our worldviews collided with contradiction to each other's truth. My brother needed the dosage of reality. That's when I took out the salt and spoke to him about his journey with death, judgment, and eternal damnation. And with love, I rebuked him with the sword of the word. Dan's temperature was raised. How dare you judge me? No man is allowed to judge another man. God is judging you, my brother. Don't you dare condemn me. I don't talk, and don't talk to me about death and hell. That's your truth, that's not mine. Dan, just make sure your light is not darkness. This at that time, thank God, we stopped to have something to eat and end this conversation. And the rest of the trip was lighter, and our love for each other survived. In believing this lie, my brother and many other people today have blinded their eyes with false truth. In the corruption of their minds, they have created a God in their own image, imagination, to soothe their fleshly desires to hide the reality of their sin before a holy God. They have discarded the Lord, the spring of the living water. They, they, they have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water to satisfy their thirsty souls. Always searching for truth, but never able to come to the knowledge of absolute truth. Truth does have an absolute. And his name is Jesus. Jesus is Lord. Yes, even the demons believe Jesus is the Son of God, and they tremble at his name. My brother, whom I love dearly, is on the wrong road with a deadly end in his foolish belief. It breaks my heart that he doesn't listen to the words of Jesus when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I pray that the fear of the Lord comes into him because I know that that's the beginning of wisdom and the departure of evil. Please pray for him. What are some of the world's views of truth out there? Mutual definition of truths are defined as facts that are conform in accord with reality. So truth equals reality. World truth by science are facts viewed and observed. Science says evolution declares we are evolving. My reality says I'm not evolving. Everything around me is decaying. I don't know about you, but I'm getting older, and much like my favorite old used garment, I'm falling apart. As an experiment, just leave some food on the table and observe it for a week to see if it evolves enough for you to take a bite. Science says that my long-past uncle was a monkey. The facts are, if I, if I believe in that, and I started acting like a monkey climbing trees, people would observe me, and they would actually guarantee, I guarantee you, they would put me in a cage for a long time. Science says to worship Mother Earth and nature. The Word of God says in Romans 1.25, they exchange the truth about God for a lie and worship and serve the created things 
than the Creator. Science says there is no God or intelligent designs. We are here by chance. The facts are, if people observe a painting, they would come to realization that it's not by chance, but there is a painter behind that beauty. And every house has a builder and is created by some man. Just ask our brother Kerry, who is a builder. In Hebrews 3, 4, it tells us a true fact. But he that buildeth all things is God. Oh my, how we are fearfully and wonderfully made. The facts are, if we observe God's blueprint of just the eye alone, the optic nerve, we would see it comprises of millions of nerve fibers to send a visual message to your brain to help you see the beauty of all of God's creation. Reality is Psalms 19.1, this is the heavens, declare his glory and the firmament show his handiwork. Romans 1.20 says, For ever since the creation of the world, his visible attributes, his eternal power and Godhead has been clearly seen, being understood through the things that are made, so that without excuse, they do not believe the truth. The Bible says, only the fool says there is no God. Truth by sight. If I don't see it, I don't believe it. The fact is, if you don't see electricity, reality says that you will be a believer after you touch live power. Also, the facts is you don't see gravity, but it does exist. And this view comes crashing down with reality. And then there's truth by might following the crowd. This view of might by majority is always changing with the culture and opinion of the crowd to determine what's true for that day in each period of history. Incidentally, the view paved its way to Hitler in World War II. The majority can trample over the minority, and even sometimes, if it's not true or morally right. Truth by world religions and spirituality. Each religion of the world claims to possess a truth, a way to their truth. When comparing the truthfulness of all religions' claims, there is only two options. One God, a monotheistic system of beliefs like Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, or many gods like Hinduism, Buddhism, and many other polyistic beliefs. Either one is true, or they're both false, but they can't both be true. Some will try to convince you, like my brother, that it doesn't matter which road you choose to find salvation because all roads lead to the same place. Just find one and get on it and follow it. This is not true in the physical sense, and it's not true in the spiritual sense. Let's try this in real time. I'm inviting everyone here for lunch at my place after the service. The reality, after my wife recovers from the shock of the announcement... <laughs> fact is, she's going to be extremely mad that I didn't tell her. But don't worry, my love. If someone asks me how to get to our place, I will tell them it doesn't matter what road you take. Just pick one and believe in it to be right. Follow it and you'll get there. The reality is, you are not going to get there 
unless you know where I live. The same is true when it comes to salvation. All roads do not lead to the same place. For starters, if they don't all teach the same thing, how can they lead to the same destination? Truth is relative. This is what my brother believes. This worldview is subjective belief. Truth for me. And there is no standard of truth in this world. Only different ways of understanding based on new life experience. This way of uh, thinking dates back to one ancient Greek philosopher who said, man is the measure of all things. But the word of God says it dates back to Adam who rejected God's authority as absolute truth or his truth. But what happens when your truth is in conflict with my truth? The problem of false belief is contradiction. You cannot have two different opinions for different people. Let's say someone believes that two plus two is three and not four. The facts are going to collide with reality when you try to deposit it at the bank. Let's say I believe God exists and the opposite God does not exist. Both cannot be true at the same time. If one is true, the other must be false. Reality doesn't care about someone's feeling. Now, if all truth are not relative or subjective, then something must be absolute. The facts would collide with reality. And the last truth is objective, the absolute truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So we know that there is no contradiction with truth. Truth is reality. Then what is the opposite of truth? The opposite of truth is a lie. And where do lies and falsehood come? From the beginning of creation, John 8.44 says the devil has nothing to do with truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks according to his own nature. He is a liar and the father of lies. This cunning serpent led Adam and Eve to the fall of mankind in the garden. With the lie had God said, and then with the falsehood you will be like God, knowing good and evil. This rebellious nature of Adam, not trusting God's word with an absolute truth, caused the earth to be cursed and become corrupt with sin, disease, and death. Today, Satan deceives those who are perishing to believe that there is no God or creator. Like my brother Fred always says, without God, Satan walks in. The gloom of this world without God. Brethren, does absolute truth matter? The truth of the matter, we're living in an upside-down flip world. What was good and true is now called evil and a lie. They put darkness, wickedness for light, and they call light of righteousness now darkness. They put bitter perversion for sweet, and they call upright morality bitter. And now when we speak that this is wrong, they call us bigot, haters, and racists. How dare you judge me for this truth? You see, friends, absolute truth does matter. And there is consequences to this madness 
and lawlessness. The Bible says, without God, judgment in the land has turned backwards and justice stands far away. For truth has fallen in the streets and is stumbling in the public squares where righteousness and honesty cannot enter. All has turned to vanity. 2 Corinthians 4.1 says, Therefore, seeing that we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, because, but we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation the truth, commanding ourselves to every man's conscience and sight. That's what we must do in this world. Because without God... It's like the days of Noah. The people today are living ungodly lives, a world full of violence and wickedness. And their hearts are filled with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And like them, we have this attitude, let's eat, let's drink, because tomorrow we die. But we are reminded of this selfishness of the past, was flooded in God's judgment, and the truth of the rainbow was given to us as a sign of God's promise and not man's pride. Like the days of Daniel without God, the writing is on the wall. Sin is in disguise as human rights in this world. The degree of nations force us to bow down and affirm man's delusional behavior. The people of every country are enraged with the righteous who do not worship or approve the sin of the day. The upright who stand against this wickedness, are immediately thrown into the furnace of the flame and fire of intolerance with arrows and name-calling and tags for phobia. Today, any voice of protest is considered a hate crime in the land and possibly jail time. Jeremiah 9, 5, 8 says, And they will deceive everyone as neighbor and will not speak the truth. They have taught their tongues to speak lies and exhaust themselves to commit iniquity. Like the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, Galatians 6, 7, Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, they shall also reap. Remember the Lord Almighty, what he did to the land of immorality and judgment. It lies buried in a heap of ashes. Brothers and sisters, truth matters. Innocent children, we have lost generations of children by suppressing the truth and murdering them and sacrificing unborn babies at the altar of convenience for the lust of the flesh and obsession with sex. The Bible says, For the Lord has formed my inward parts. He covered me in my mother's womb. Without God's truth, there is confusion in the land. We lost a generation of children we don't know, who don't know who they are. And this deadly lie of gender ideology is child abuse and now dictated by our government that allowed the young to lead themselves into pretending and believing whoever and whatever they are to be. While their protectors against harm, their parents, teachers, and medical professionals with their poisonous tongue cheer them on to believe this lie. His creation is true and reality and biology do not lie. Jeremiah 9.3, they bend their tongues like bow for lies and prevail over the truth of the earth. For they proceed from evil to evil and they do not know me, 
declares the Lord. Without God as truth, we are, there is a contamination in our land. We are losing a generation of young adults, always learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. The education system boasts and saves. We are the most advanced and educated society in history. But yet, anxiety, depression, violence, and suicides are at an all-time high. These false teachers with their poisonous waters of evolution and communism are debasing our young minds to cry, I'm a victim, I'm a victim, while screaming trying to cancel our society and culture and erase our country's history of moral foundation. Without God as truth, there is a delusion on our land. We're losing another generation of young people, someone's daughter, someone's son, someone's grandchild, who can't find truth in this world. These dead souls are in dark, there's no light of hope, begging in the streets. At each street lights in every city in this world, they walk around like zombies playing a game of death with weapons of choice like trank and fentanyl. Isaiah 59a says, The way of peace they do not know. There is no justice in their path. They have turned them into crooked roads. No one who walks them can find peace. Yes, it's gloomy. And that's the world we live in. Without God, there is no absolute truth. Just bear with me just a little bit longer. We are losing the nation of people in whom the God of this world has deceived by a lie that there is no God. Trust in their own way and their own truth and their own lives that all things are permissible. Soon realize that not all things are beneficial. Many have lost now hope in their lives, being numb and are now unafraid of death and judgment. They are leading many to the safe refuge of who are not feeling happy with this life and want to die to call on their savior, the government, who has made it easy for them to commit suicide in the system with their approval. The Bible says there is no king in the land, and everyone does what seems to be right in their own eyes. Truth does matter. Jesus is king. said, to this end I was born, and then for this cause I came into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth, and everyone that is of the truth hears my voice. The world without God is doomed. A foundation without God falls into the sands of sin. Why do the heathens rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth organize themselves with the nations to take counsel together to create a foundation on earth without God and against his anointed, the Christ, the Son of the living God, saying, let us break and divide his people. Let us cast away his authority and his word from us. This lawlessness of absolute truth, leading the, without absolute truth, is leading the world into a spiral of moral decay and crash with reality. There is nothing new under the sun. Like all other empires of man in history before without God were destroyed from within because of a morality in the land. The Bible's words in Proverbs 16, 18 speaks truth with reality. Pride comes before destruction and a prideful spirit before the fall. Judgment is coming. Let us look unto Jesus. 
who is our absolute truth. Absolute truth comes from eternity and manifested itself into time. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, time, God created the heavens, space, and the earth, matter. Genesis 1.26, and God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. We continue to read in verse 27, so God created man in his own image, male and female, he created them. John 1.1, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. Absolute truth comes from eternity. It manifested himself into time. John 1.14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen the glory of the glory of the only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1.3, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. God declares his name as, as absolute truth. The Lord is one. In Exodus 3.14, God states his own name for the first time. God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say unto the people, I am has sent you. Jesus declares his name as absolute truth. Jesus is Lord is an example of biblical declaration of absolute truth. In John 8, 58, Jesus declares his identification before Abraham was, I am. The seven I am statements of Jesus announcing his name in the Gospel of John. I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way and the truth and the life. I am the true vine. Truth has manifested himself. God declares his authority. In the Old Testament in Isaiah 45:23. I've sworn by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. That unto me, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear. In the, old, in the New Testament, in the Philippians, Philippians 2, 9, 11, Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in the heavens and on the earth and under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. What are the characteristics of absolute truth? Truth is exclusive. Truth is narrow and exclusive. God states in the Old Testament in Isaiah 43.10, Before me there is no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. In the New Testament in John 10.30, I and the, and the Father are one. In the New Testament, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Truth is constant. For something to be deemed truth, it cannot change, it must remain constant. Circumstances may change, but truth holds. Both in, in the Old Testament, Malachi 3, 6, For I am the Lord, I change 
not. And in the New Testament, in Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Truth reveals. Truth finds a source in God who is personal and moral. Hebrews 1, 1, 3, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors at many times in various ways, but in these last days, he's spoken to us by his Son, whom he's appointed heir of all things. And through him also he made the universe, who being in the brightness of his glory, in the express image of his person, upholding all things with the word of his power. Truth is universal. This means that there's a standard of truth. It's applicable to everyone here and in the world. In the Old, T, uh, Old Testament, Deuteronomy 1.17 shows no partiality in judgment. He hears both the small and the great alike. In the New Testament, for all have sinned and fallen short to the glory of God. And in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. True is eternal. For, but the gift of God is eternity. John 5, uh, for God so loved the world, John 3.16, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus said, whoever hears my word and believes on him that sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but passes from death unto life. And truth is timeless. Truth will defend itself. Time is the greatest ally of God's truth. In Proverbs 2, 12, 19, the lip of truth shall be established forever. In Isaiah 48, but the word of God will stand forever. Now, what are the conclusions of these facts? Today, we are without excuse regarding the eternal question. What is truth? When Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he did not say, You're, you shall have a truth or any truth, but he said, you shall know the truth. He is the embodiment of all truth. Jesus said in John eight twenty four, If you do not believe that I am, you will die in your sins. But our hope, our hope is in the Lord and is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. John 20, 28, Doubt Thomas answered in truth when he said to Jesus, My Lord and my God, Jesus is Lord, the manifestation of absolute truth in the image of God. Salvations came from eternity to set us free from the image of sin and to restore us the earthly image of man back to the heavenly image of God by Christ our, in his righteousness, who is sovereign over all creation. Romans 8.29 says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. Everyone that is of the truth hears the King's 
voice. Unbeliever, what will you do with Jesus? Today is the day of salvation. 2,000 years have passed. The world is still the same. So many sit in judgment at the sound of Jesus' name. So many need to know him to break the chains that hold them. Will you speak his name out loud or will you fade away in the crowd? Decision must be made. Will you heed the king's voice calling? The truth will set you free. Kiss the sun and safe you will be. At Jesus' first coming, a voice was crying in the wilderness, declaring, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, Jesus, the King of righteousness, who died for your sins and my sins, arose from the dead by conquering death. He made a way for you and me to have eternal life. Will you hear the King's voice calling? The truth will set you free. Kiss the Son at the cross, and safe you will be. At his second coming, the angels will announce with a great trumpet sound from the throne of God, declaring, Behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, who is worthy to judge the world. Jesus, the King of kings, is coming again as a lion, God, who will conquer and execute judgment to those who reject his death for their sins. Will you heed the voice calling? This salvation is free. Kiss the sun at the cross, and safe you will be. When he shall come with trumpet sound, may you in Christ be found, dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. Believers, in Matthew 7:24, God's word says this, Every one of them who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who builds his house on a rock. The spirit of truth calls us to listen to the word of this wise person build their house on a solid rock, a strong fortress with to withstand the storms of life, unshakable in the rains of suffering, unsinkable in the floods of trouble rising. But when you're feeling overwhelmed, do not fear, your help is near, the one who will wipe away each tear. Jesus waits for you to call his name, to deliver you from a life of pain. No matter how strong the winds may be, our unmovable soul will sing on Christ, the solid rock we stand. All other grounds are sinking sand. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we have a firm foundation. It's built on a solid rock, and we have a relationship with the King himself, Jesus Christ our Lord, who said, To this end I was born. And for this cause came I in the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth 
hears my voice. Let us pray. The Lord is my rock and my salvation. It is him that delivers us. He is the God of my strength and is him that I trust and his mercies endure from ever, from generation to generation. We're living in a fallen world, Lord. It is doomed with sin. And we can see it crumbling before us. But we stand on a rock, Lord God Almighty. We stand on a solid rock. And his name is Jesus Christ. And we are grateful, Lord, that he manifested himself in time. Blessed be his name forever. Be with all that are here today, Lord, as they walk away. And they have a moment to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the lost. Lord, we do come before you always. Take hold of our lives. That we kiss the Son humbly and that we're not overcome by things or conformed by this world. But we are standing on this solid ground. In Jesus' name, we do pray. Amen.